Chapter 67 of The Wanderer, or Female Difficulties. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Wanderer, or Female Difficulties, by Fanny Burney. Chapter 67. Escape and immediate safety thus secured, her tender friendship for Gabriella superseding all fear, and leaving behind all solicitude, made Juliet nearly pronounce aloud what internally she repeated without intermission, "'I come to you then at last, my beloved Gabriella.' Cheerful, therefore, was her heart in defiance of her various distresses. She was quitting Mrs. Ireton to join Gabriella. What could be the circumstances that could make such a change severe to Juliet?' juliet who felt ill-treatment more terribly than misfortune and to whom kindness was more essential than prosperity her journey was free from accident and void of event absorbed in her own ruminations she listened not to what was said and scarcely saw by whom she was surrounded though her fellow-travellers surveyed her with curiosity and from time to time assailed her with questions arrived at london she put herself into a hackney coach and almost before her fluttered spirits suffered her to perceive that she had left the inn-yard she found herself in a haberdasher's shop in frith street soho and in the arms of her gabriella it was long ere either of them could speak their swelling hearts denied all verbal utterance to their big emotions though tears of poignant grief at the numerous woes by which they had been separated were mingled with feelings of the softest felicity at their reunion Yet vaguely only Juliet gave the history of her recent difficulties. The history which had preceded them, and upon which hung the mystery of her situation, still remained unrevealed. Gabriella forbore any investigation, but her look showed disappointment. Juliet perceived it and changed color. Tears gushed into her eyes, and her head dropped upon the neck of her friend. "'Oh, my Gabriella!' she cried. "'If my silence wounds or offends you, it is at an end.' Gabriella, instantly repressing every symptom of impatience, warmly protested that she would await, without a murmur, the moment of communication, well satisfied that it could be withheld from motives only that would render its anticipation dangerous, if not censurable. With grateful tears and tenderest embraces, Juliet expressed her thanks for this acquiescence. Of Gabriella, the history was brief and gloomy she had entered into business with as little comprehension of its attributes as taste for its pursuit her mind therefore bore no part in its details though she sacrificed to them the whole of her time of her son alone she could speak or think from her husband she reaped little consolation married before the revolution from a convent and while yet a child according to the general custom of her country which rarely permits any choice even to the man and to the female allows not even a negative chance had not as sometimes is kindly the case played the part of election in assorting the new married couple gabriella was generous noble and dignified exalted in her opinions and full of sensibility mr was many years older than herself haughty and austere though brave and honourable but so cold in his nature that he was neither struck with her virtues nor her graces save in considering them as appendages to their mutual rank nor much moved even by the death of his little son but from repining that he had lost the heir to his illustrious name he was now set off incognito to an appointed meeting with a part of his family upon the continent again a new scene of life opened to juliet the petty frauds the overreaching tricks 
the plausible address of the craft shopkeeper in retail, she had already witnessed, but the difficulties of honest trade she had neither seen nor imagined. The utter inexperience of Gabriella, joined to the delicacy of her probity, made her not more frequently the dupe of the artifices of those with whom she had to deal, than the victim of her own scruples. New to the mighty difference between buying and selling, to the necessity of having at hand more stores than may probably be wanted, for avoiding the risk of losing customers from having fewer, and to the usage of rating at an imaginary value whatever is in vogue, in order to repair the losses incurred from the failure of obtaining the intrinsic worth of what is old-fashioned or faulty. New to all this, the wary shopkeeper's code, she was perpetually mistaken, or duped, through ignorance of ignorance, which leads to hazards unsuspected to be hazards. Repairs for the little shop were continually wanted, yet always unforeseen. Taxes were claimed when she was least prepared to discharge them, and stores of merchandise accidentally injured were obliged to be sold under prime cost, if not to be utterly thrown away. Unpractised in every species of business, she had no criterion whence to calculate its chances, or be aware of its changes, either from varying seasons or varying modes and to all her other intricacies there was added a perpetual horror of bankruptcy from the difficulty of accelerating payment for what she sold, or of procrastinating it for what she bought. Every embarrassment, however, at this period was accommodated by Juliet, who had the exquisite satisfaction not only to bring to her beloved friend personal consolation, but solid and effectual comfort. The purse of Lord Melbury, which Juliet would only consider as the loan of Lady Aurora, was but little lightened by the small expenses of the short journey from Bridalmstone, and all that remained of its contents were instantly assigned to relieving the most painful of the distresses of Gabriella, those in which others were involved through her means. Gabriella, with a grace familiar, if not peculiar, to her nation, of sharing, without the confusion of false pride, the offerings of tender friendship or generous sympathy, accepted with noble frankness the assistance thus proposed, though Juliet again was obliged to hide her face from the inquiring eye that seemed strangely to wonder whence this resource arose, and why its spring was concealed. Juliet now became a partner in all the occupations and cares of her friend, Together they prepared the shop for their customers every morning, and decked it out to attract passers-by. Together they examined and rearranged their goods every night, cast up their accounts, deposited sums for their creditors, and entered claims into their books for their debtors. Together they sat in the shop, where one served and waited upon customers, and the other aided the household economy by the industry of her needle. Yet laborious as might seem this existence to those who had known other times, Juliet, by the side of Gabriella, thought every employment delightful. Gabriella, in the society of Juliet, felt every exertion lightened, and every sorrow softened. End of chapter 67 Read by Laurie Ann Walden